All right, and welcome to another session. Uh, if you catch, if you caught uh, our last session, we did talk about patience. You know, having patience with children, and you know just how children can oftentimes see the world in a much more, I guess, beautiful way. And you know, there really is a lot that we can learn from from children, especially as we are patient and you know try to put ourselves, you know, in in their shoes. Uh, but today we wanted to talk about uh, keeping on the the subject of patience. But shifting gears a little bit and, and moving on to, as Dad, you mentioned before we start recording, a kind of a, a hot topic, and that is pace, having patience with your spouse. Now, this is going—I th- I think this is uh, going to be a very interesting conversation because when it comes to having patience with your spouse, well, when you get married, it's very interesting because you, there are two people who, whether you get you get married when you're 20, when you're 40, you know, you you have years of experiences and years of doing things differently and then you come together and that in and of itself is going to create opportunities for patience. And so dad, let's talk about this. Uh, How can we develop, I guess, patience with our spouse? That's something that we're all going to need. No matter how wonderful your marriage is, patience is going to be required. That's right. Patient is really one of the most important virtues that we can cultivate. Uh, whether we like it or not, as you mentioned before, we are put in position where we are forced to exercise patience. Now, uh, one of the core reasons we lose our patience is because we probably are like a general attitude of gratitude. Gratitude is something that it, it, we embed, you know, we create some uh, <clears throat> circuitries of memories in the in the brain so when when it, it comes to our spouses you, know, you get married and uh, there's a term for that romantic you know uh, position of attraction you no know? you you like this person you like what she does and the way how she talks to you and everything else sounds wonderful you no know? and, and the body produces uh, enough serotonin dopamine oxytoxin, eventually you say, this is it. No, this is a person I want to live for the rest of my life. And and it's, uh, and you commit, you commit to marry her or him. And of course, you know, this is an exciting time, you know, for everyone. Any person that is going to commit to marriage or, you know, with a person, will have the spark at the moment. Oh, this is, I'm going to start my own life now. Now, this is going to be my life with her or with him. So, um, in this romantic love and attraction, uh, it keeps you with a flame. You know, you can do anything in the world. I mean, and, and it doesn't matter where you live or the circumstances, you know that you could be happy with a person. And that's that's a real thing. It's not a it's not fake. Okay, actually, through the process of that romantic time, uh, your brain produces more serotonin. You're more content with a person. And as a matter of fact, you also want to see the person more often. You want to hear from him or her more often. No, you call on the phone. Hey, honey, I'm at work. I miss you already. Okay, can't wait to see you. No. And she's also checking on you, and that's that's a very unique time, you no. Know? But now that uh, those feelings, uh, uh, that romantic interaction, it has to be changing. 
you can stay there. Because that romantic interaction, it's about mostly you, the other person, making me feel good because, because you're here with me. No. So, and in a way, this, I think it's a term for that. I forgot, it's, I think it's called limerence, no? The romantic attraction, no? And it's, uh, and it's good to begin a relationship and stay and commit to later marriage. So that uh, is important, but, uh, but then we have to be moving out of that. No, I love you because you love me, okay? And I care for you because you care for me, no? And that's when it applies the, the term that you, uh, you repeat, or maybe the priest repeats when you marry. You know, you, you're married with this person in good and bad times, no? And we're gonna have our bad times, and no doubt. So conflicts are going to arise in any given time because there is differences of opinion, no? I mean, when you're in this limerence stage, that's okay, you know, no problem. No, we engage, we commit, it's easy to commit, no? But when um, we are living together and we are paying the bills together and we have to take care of little babies, we have to clean the house, and there is in-laws with their opinions, and there is a challenge with a car that's not working, or the money that's all, and the, uh, you know, the stressors surround you, then um, things need to start being changed because a lot of these weaknesses that we carry is gonna emerge, now it's gonna emerge now you may not be as pleasant. You may not say the things the way you said it before, okay? Like, honey, it's okay, don't worry. Now you may raise your voice a little bit or you might ignore the person, but you you probably, you, uh, you know, may have some gestures that are indicating that you are irritated with at that moment. And you know, that's part of life. And we have to understand that that it's, it's part of the growing part. You know, these things will win up bring some conflicts, okay, to the table, okay? Nothing wrong with conflicts because, you know, when two people come with two different opinions, it's gonna be conflict. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're an angel or not, no. You still have to deal with the differences and kind of uh, deal with that the right manner. So patience is really an ingredient. No, because even if I have a difference in opinion or difference, different kind of uh, behaviors or way how we do things, um, the fact that we talk doesn't mean that things are going to change right away. Or doesn't mean that, uh, you know, it's going to be a clear understanding of uh, your position because, you know, we're new, we're young, we're inexperienced, we're foolish, no? We, we come to the marriage with the idea that uh, these uh, Lemurans feelings are gonna stay there forever, no? As a matter of fact, you talk to any person that's gonna get married, he's gonna say, no, my marriage is gonna be totally different, okay? I'm gonna be the winner, the first one in the world to sustain this marriage with the same feelings, the same interaction is never gonna change. We see well say that. I say the same too, I guess you too, no? 
So, so, and it's not bad, you know, really. You, you want to really look at the future with this positive thing. But uh, we have to learn. And uh, how we learn? We learn from each other. So when you go into the marriage, it's going to be uh, uh, a lot of good things that you bring to the table. And so is your spouse. And a lot of things that may not be that great. No. Some of the bad habits that you know, we kept hiding under the, under the, the carpet. She didn't notice when I was there in her. Okay. I think uh, that's not going to be a problem. But these things are going to emerge. So I have my bad habits. There's also other things like uh, the way I learn things, how I learn to do the dishes, to fold the clothing. You know, when do I clean? Did I help cleaning before? Okay, but that's one part of the spectrum. The other part is my own beliefs. Okay, my beliefs about uh, marriage, my beliefs about the role of a spouse, my beliefs about my own role as a spouse. So all this, along with some of these other uh, uh, cultural behavior, you know, that had to do with the way how things are done at home. Okay, uh, also the money plays a role. What I think about money. And uh, this is coming to a marriage, and it's going to create some differences. As a matter of fact, that's the best thing that can happen to hum humanity. Okay, because if there's no differences, then it's going to be never. It's going to be a growth, because there's no one that goes to a marriage that doesn't carry some baggage, that doesn't have some issues that need to deal with and change. And now you have a spouse that's going to help you to expedite that. So. When you encounter all these little things that are, have to do with the marriage commitments, you know, bills to pay or a baby that cries, or maybe a baby that gets sick or a car that doesn't run, or maybe a lack of money, or maybe an in-law that, you know, come trying to impose or control or say things, you know, anything. So, so those, those situations are going to uh, produce, you no. Know, and internal, you know, this is physiological, internal uh, uh, activities that is going to bring some emotions that, that are not pleasant, okay? Those unpleasant emotions, it will create the environment, you know, if we know what really is happening. So, patience is literally so critical, you know, to deal with this, because there is no other choice. See, it's not like you can avoid the problems, or pretend that doesn't exist. Okay, all those tactics don't work. Like, look at your, you, maybe your mom and dad, or your grandpa or grandma. Look at your uncle and friends that have been doing that. Or look at history. No, if you look at history, you know you're gonna see that literally, that uh, um, people that that doesn't doesn't really deal avoid. The issues, no. As in, uh, I think as we all know this analogy, no, the elephant in the room, no. Okay, uh -huh. I guess everybody knows that. So that's what we have to acknowledge that there are issues to deal. With. Doesn't matter if they're little or they are big, but they have to be dealt with. So, and um, avoidance doesn't help. So we need to really uh, 
comprehend that. That uh, now, how we deal with this? Because, I mean, to believe that if I don't talk to you about an issue that is just going to go away with time is the biggest deception we can all, uh, you know, assume. No, that. It, my problem is going to go away with my spouse if I don't talk about it. And most people don't talk about it because they feel that if they talk about it, it's going to be a problem. Okay. And then I must not discuss about this because I don't want the problem. No. And of course, from a point of view, that's kind of look like a smart way to deal with that. But uh, that's not the problem. The problem, the reason we're doing that is because we don't know how to deal with the problem because we saw that we had a problem we have been dealt when we were kids. We saw the kitchen table, okay, with mom and dad, okay. Maybe uh, could it be, you know, a situation varies between family and family, but some, some uh, in some families there are one spouse that actually takes a position of having control over, you know, or manipulating. There are some spouses that they don't know how to say no or some that they don't know how to take no. Some that they found a way to deal with and, and get what they want by raising their voice, no, screaming or yelling or maybe walking at the door no, or ignoring the other person. So we witness that. So as little kids, we witness that same better. It's part of what uh, we might, you know, wrongly we learn to cope with in the wrong way. no. So that is that is in our memory. So it didn't work for our parents. Why should I do it? No, that's the question. No, why did I repeat now a, a situation that is not working? But of course, we think we're smart. No, so, so we think we're smart. You know, this is now my my family situation. This is different. You know, he or she is not listening, and she doesn't understand. You know, poor me. I better really kind of uh, not talk because we're going to get into a fight. So that's not a very good recipe. No. Eventually, this problem is going to be so big. It's like a bacteria no? uh, or a virus that comes in. If it's not dealt with and your immune system ignores it, uh, what's going to happen? It's going to really be a tremendous problem for your body. Or if your immune system, instead of dealing with properly through the right process, you know, say it goes and it put a, you say, oh, there is a problem in the body. Let's go and put a fire and burn the whole forest. So this virus doesn't come to deliver and kill us. So it won't work. So you're going to destroy your own body. So the immune system, fortunately, doesn't do that normally. But in some cases, do that. When our body is sick and, you know, we have a lot of stress, that's what it's going to do, okay? Put a lot of inflammatory markers in places where there's not a problem and we end up having systematic inflammation. But anyways, um, this systematic inflammation compared with our own, the way how we deal with spouses, okay, uh, it will start taking place if we don't deal with this. No. Now, I know you have a question because uh, I can see your eyes. Well, not so much a question, uh, more more of a comment that I, I guess from experience now that obviously you have much more experience being married than I do, but we are coming up on our uh, six year anniversary. 
but uh um yeah just when when you don't actually take the time to address those issues those problems and you they can be the from the smallest thing to the bigger you know like financial decisions and whatnot but when you when you decide to not talk about it it just ends up as you were saying um it ends up growing in your mind and, and it doesn't go away in your mind because it's just going to be in the back of your mind and then it's just going to compound and get bigger until something else smaller happens and then everything spills out that's right yeah and no, so you right. have to make, take that time to to talk about it to communicate because then uh, like yeah that's just what what i found like that you you can't ignore those issues yeah, and uh, there is a way to do it because if I do it like my father would do it, you know, it won't work, okay? You know, I saw that, uh, you know, I have, uh, you know, a good mom and dad that they tried their best. They had a lot of challenges, you know, personally, each one together, you no? Know? And I saw, you know, some of that, uh, uh, you know, a defected uh, kind of a, uh, way to deal with issues. So now here's here's a, a tip, okay, that we can probably learn from this. You know, we have to understand physiology first, okay? Um, our brain has about 100 billion neurons and these neurons uh, produce chemicals. Chemicals, they, they, they come as a response to the environment which it can be what the spouse said, what she cooked, you know, everything, everything that's happening outside me. You know, what the baby said, what the baby didn't say, and everything we record. So these stimulites that come from the outside world are going to um, have an impact <clears throat> on our physiology. And of course, then we have, then, then after that, we have to arrange what do that means. Okay, so uh, whatever happens in the external world is not going to determine anything until when I decide what that means. So if the spouse says something, I have to, you know, figure out what that means. Now, I cannot really know because I don't know. So then what I do, I get to know. So I need to be... Uh, curious to know, okay, to know what do that means. For example, let's say, um, in, in my case, I'm going to bring an example in our marriage. Um, you know, I do dishes differently than my spouse do. You know, I'm the one guy that likes to throw things in there, you know, as far as if, if it fits in there, and then I put it to wash, okay. To, to my wife, uh, your mom, okay, it, she's different. She likes to organize things, no. And of course, that did annoy me for a while. And of course, I did not talk about it, not a great deal, okay? Because the problem with not discussing you know, these issues, uh, it can bring into these uh, internal conversations and you might create uh, a label towards the person, okay? And that's a dangerous territory because when you create a label, then uh, you can really be reactive. Your body will respond to that 
in a reactive way. So it's all about connections. No? You repeat the same thing, the same thoughts. You know, there's these neurons are being stimulated. Okay, that's like, uh, hey, you know, something is out there. And then I need to really figure out what is. See, the brain is not going to figure out. The brain only responds. Then after I respond or figure out what might be, then chemicals are being made. The chemicals could be that made me feel like I like her. Okay. I, maybe I feel peace. Or maybe I hate her. Or I don't want to be with her. No. I want to walk away from this place. I don't want to talk to her. Or maybe react to her. To whatever she says. So that is the way it works. So since the brain doesn't do that, the brain says to serve us on. So someone, whoever is running that show, no, whatever we want to call it, spirit, soul, conscience, had to decide. Now, since I don't know anything, now I need to be curious and try to figure it out. No? And this is something that really kind of uh, uh, helped me to take a turn on the way how I was dealing with. For many, many years, it bothered me the fact that, you know, she always kind of trying to rearrange the dishes that I was just, had just placed on the dishwasher, okay? And then one or a couple of times, I, I kind of told her what I thought, why that was a waste of time. And I mentioned that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, it's the same, no? Whether you wash or organize it or not, there's going to be wash, no? And of course, that didn't went well, uh, which actually uh, uh, I tried to defend my position and, and she did too. So I didn't handle it right. So uh, going back to um, um, the one that is trying to know why. So one day it occurs to me that uh, there must be something else beside that organization, okay? So that was the context, uh, the situation. You know, her opinion, her way to do the, the dishes. But then I I try to figure out, if I go to the subcontext, what will be underneath this? What is really, what it moves her to kind of do this the same way and do it happily? Okay. And of course, if I did, if I didn't do it her way, she she would get upset. No, so I snack, I snack sometimes. No, stay behind her. I know she was in the kitchen. I just throw everything there, <laughs> real quick. Then of course she found out. You know, sometimes and she chew me up. Okay. So anyway, the fact is that uh, when I thought about it, say, what is under that? Okay. In my understanding, a neurobiologist in biology and the brain is that, uh, you know, their, their memories are everything in the mind. See, the brain is the, the vessel, you know, that has the neurons and it has all these uh, connections and chemicals that produce when there's a stimulation. And then there is memories and some of those memories become, you know, what you do and how you behave or you react or not react or whatever. So I thought, you know, why she firmly defend that, you know, to have the dishes that way. So I thought there's something else. There is something else because I don't think it's anything better than me. No, 
why she's willing to find me about something. Okay, I just kidding. No. So, anyways, I thought thought about it, and then I decided to start to trying to discover what was that. So, one day I did things different this time. Okay, we're doing dishes, and she's again organizing. And of course, because I had created this label already, I had a reactive, you know, tendency to kind of uh, have my conversation. Why she's doing this again, no? But then I, I give it, I put a step back, no? The step back, okay? I know that I need to be patient to do this. So I start asking questions, <clears throat> but it was sincere. I know I had to be sincere, but you cannot do this unless you step back because if you kind of go with the reaction, you, it won't work, okay? Eventually, you're going to say the wrong things, okay? and she's going to not want to talk to you anymore, or maybe dismiss you, or maybe, uh, you know, fight you back. So I, I, I did that, and I asked questions, and I say, tell me about this, putting the dishes this way, what that means to you? And then uh, she kind of uh, stopped for a second and said, you know, never thought about it, but I think it has to do with, with uh, relationships. And I said, tell me, what are your dreams behind this? Because always dreams in anything we do, okay, whether it's some habitual tradition or anything else. So I start asking questions. And she told me, you know, this is about grandpa. And then she started telling me about her grandpa. And then I asked more questions. No, I keep asking questions about grandpa. And she told me about the uh, emotional connection with grandpa. And then I noticed that it was dear to her. She had told me before about grandpa. And I listened, but I did not continue trying to uh, need the information, no. And, uh, and this time it was different. So I learned that uh, it was the love for grandpa. And then there was another thing that I discovered. I keep asking, yeah. and, and of course, when you do this, you be sure you don't, you don't try to uh, stop her, no, and bring your own opinion. Because, you know, she may not open up more, okay. And then I say, well, another thing I noticed is that you organize the place this way, the dishes this way, the cups this way, once you put it away. And say, what? What is that? And then she told me, you know, it is like, like if I'm playing. Okay. And then I asked her, and he brought more conversation that way she tells me that that's what I always dream. It's a little kid. So now I understood why she was so much important was for her, the dishes in that order, and the plates in a place, in the care. It was about the history of aspirations. It was connections too. And then I keep digging, and this didn't happen one day, but I just keep organizing, and I start organizing my head, okay? Because I had a totally wrong, you no. Know, you know, over many years, 
I have create connection, connections, you know, based only on what I saw on the surface. And I didn't see the things that were under. So I choose to be patient to learn through this process. I know it's going to be hard because, you know, I have to change too. And it's a little toughy when you already have some things that are not the best things about somebody else, no? So I still love her and respect her, but, uh, but these little things that were so critical, they were placed in front of me. And for so many, many years, I didn't realize that the little conflicts, they were opening the opportunity for me to discover things that were part of her life, her dreams, the aspirations, you know, the love and relationships and, and connection with dear people to her. I didn't realize also that uh, there were, you know, other wonderful things, you know, underneath the content. So anyways, but also I discovered that there was also a little bit of pain. So, and it's interesting because when you discover that, you can actually be, uh, you know, some empathy start building up and compassion. So really what their spouse was producing was an opportunity okay, really for me to, to learn something of value, uh, to create circuitry, some memories, new memories about her childhood, her, her life, you know, understanding her dreams, her aspirations, so in, in the pain. And it helped me to kind of help to release some of the pain that she carried. And, uh, and what a foolish I was. Now, for so many years, I was trying to think that all this, this uh, uh, way to do things were a waste of time. Okay, but, but what, what was happening, she was placing in front of me, without she noticing, an opportunity for growth. So, and of course, through the process, you know, I, I produce uh, new circuitries and maps about your mom, where actually it's now so easier not to get irritated, even in the midst of uh, differences. And if it comes to irritation, it's so easy to kind of uh, uh, put down the fire you know, before anything. So. So that's something I think that we need to understand. And we can do that with anything, no? How they make the bed, you can start with a conversation, no? Because, you know, you make the bed one way, she does say, oh, it might not be important, no? but it's, it's good to pay attention, okay? And we can ask questions and say, oh, I noticed that you like to put the pedal this way. Oh, really interesting. Where did you learn that? I mean, that can be a question. She might say, no, nowhere, I just, or it might be important. Oh, you know what? It was with my sister, you know? We play when we did the bed. Or maybe they can tell you about pain. You know, it was painful. I was forced to do the bed, okay? And I decided to make a little game so it, it wouldn't become so painful. So if we can keep asking more questions. Oh, tell me about it, no? When we ask this question, we don't try to really give counsel, no, because we have the tendency to tell people, oh, okay, too bad, you know, change your mind, don't worry about it, no, you know, be a hero, no, you're strong, that's not the way to do it. So, 
Because there's a couple of things that have to take place throughout this process. One is I need to create new circuitry, some memories, to change whatever garbage I already put in there, okay? Uh, the other part is to help to release, relieve the pain on the other person, okay? Because there is pain that we carry, you know? And it's, uh, this is what the marriage is really is. Two people come together, to the romance, that it makes it all wonderful, okay? But it's time to step up. And once we start getting into the responsibilities, problems are gonna arise, time for us to figure out, you know? And this is only through a conversation, a very um, uh, natural conversation. This is not to analyze the person and try to figure out, you know, where it came to that behavior, or you know, whose fault is, no, just a conversation. You know, whatever pain is, it's going to come to the surface, it's gonna go away, you help healing, and you heal yourself. And the other part is that, that you create these circuitries that help, wow. So when the next mistake comes or the next situation comes, you know, it's easy for you to uh, put the fire down before it burns anything, no. As a matter of fact, it won't even burn a tree if you are aware of that. And, and it helps you to, to kind of look inside you because once when you become conscious about the way how these behaviors are, no, it's, um, it helps you to look into your mistakes too as it happens. So um, it helps you to be grateful, okay? Because if these things don't happen, it's hard to be grateful. So, so by definition, you know, to wrap this up, patient is really the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, okay? Uh, trouble or suffering uh, without getting angry or upset. Doesn't mean that you're not gonna have an emotion, you're gonna have it, energy will come, and then you step up a little bit, step back a little, trying to figure what it is, have the conversation, don't try to complain, doesn't work. Uh, neither trying to uh, justify your behavior, no. So, but that's that's the open statement here in the closing statement. I guess uh, you have some other things to say. Yeah. Well, I, I just think, you know, well, what's interesting as well is that I, I think what many of us do is we, and not just with our spouses, but with people in general, is just make all these assumptions. Like you, like you were saying, you know, with whether it's the dishwasher, whether it's, you know, how you make the bed, whether it's, you know, how they speak or, you know, you, you might see someone, uh, you know, at the grocery store and just you make an assumption based on a certain behavior when you honestly have no context behind it. Like with your experience with the dishwasher, you had no, you had no context for why uh, my mom, my mom, mom was uh, wanted wanted the dishwasher, you know, done this, the dishes in dishwasher a certain way, and so yeah, I I love that you shared how. I, I guess digging deeper and like you said, not not in an an analytical way. You're not trying to be their therapist, but in a in a natural curiosity, and in a way to get to know your spouse better, because that that's also something that uh, I think sometimes we forget after we get married is that being married, like having the marriage, celebrating the dance, all that stuff, like that is not the end of the relationship. That's like the very beginning. There should be even more reason for you to get to know your spouse, even more reason for you 
to get to know why she doesn't she wants the dishes that this way why she you know talks this way or why maybe she wants the towels folded in a certain way you know that it's it's this lifelong process of getting to know your spouse even deeper yeah you have to go into this journal to discover because there's going to be so many opportunities on the little things on the big thing uh, again, you know, don't try to be analyzing your spouse, no. In trying to figure out every move, no, okay, what is it here? No, just have to be, as you say, very, you know, natural, okay. And, um, and, and it can be on anything, you know, the things she likes to eat, you know, the kind of color she likes, you know, you can be very curious. I noticed that you, for example, you can say, notice that you like this color. Why is it about orange? Or what is about pink? Okay. I noticed that you like this sport. What is it? Tell me more. And then let her tell you and take notes. Okay. It's about Uncle Larry, no? Uncle Larry was close to her or him. And then uh, ask about Uncle Larry, no? Tell me about Uncle Larry. Tell me more. How he looked like. You have any pictures? No. What was so fun about him? And listen. Oh, and she is going to tell a story. Oh, Uncle Larry took me to play this place and ah, so it's not boring for you, no? Not like that. You need to kind of visualize that. Oh, that was, you guys went to that place? Amazing. How was the weather? Oh, it was cold. But it was so nice. He brought some hot cocoa, whatever, no? So trying to be part of the story, okay? And trying to draw a map, uh, his or her life. That's going to make your life so easier because if you make a mistake and there's a connection of this magnitude, the conflict will be like, go away so quick. You fix it quick, you talk openly. Uh, no, it's not going to be resistance. It's not going to be uh, complaints. It's not going to be, you know, that this uh, justification. You know, if this kind of relationship is, then you can tell, listen, I make a boo-boo, I broke this dish, okay? Now, I, I mean, the other day I broke something important, okay? And she was so sweet, okay? And it was important to her. I mean, I felt more for her, and she kind of turned to me, and she was more concerned with my safe, and then we talked later on the day, and I said, look, I mean, uh, I was thinking about you about this, and she said, well, I was thinking about you, and I say, but that was important. He said, yes, but I mean, she mentioned something. I don't remember the detail, but I say, um, it's okay, which means it was fine. That my mistake, because it was my mistake, no? I could be more careful, but I want to do two things at the same time. You know how we guys do sometimes. <laughs> and it slipped through my <laughs> But uh, we can go through really some challenges and it won't be a crisis and a chaos out of the difficulty of the mistake. It can be solvable. You know, the problem will come and will disappear. You know, just like a cloud up in the sky. You know, same way. You know, it comes, it is done, and it's gone. And it's not a reason of feeling ill, feeling like betrayed, feeling like, you know, I've been not taken care of, but it's it's uh, 
this mapping, this circuitries and memories of the other person. We may discover a lot of pain that is it's hidden there. And that can help a lot because you know you don't want your spouse to be carrying pain. No. You know, because it's going to come back to you <laughs> directly or indirectly. Now, not that your spouse is going to be cruel, but, uh, but uh, you know, this pain that we carry, it produces hormonal problems. It produces some physiological problems, produces problems in sleeping, produces problems, you know, in our behavior. And we are living with a person and that we care and we want the person to be okay. So why not, why not to invest some time in something that's productive, like start being curious, okay, no judgmental, don't give your own opinion, let the person explain to you what does it mean to her. You know, that trip with Uncle Larry, you know, to the park, or, you know, Grandpa, Grandpa Maldonado, you know, to do things with, with uh, your mom or maybe playing with the dishes. No, I don't know, something might emerge that it was important for the person. At the same time, some pain is gonna disappear and now it's better tomorrow. And tomorrow will be another thing to learn. Awesome. Thank you for all your time, Liz. <clears throat> yeah. And I guess one last thought and then we'll wrap up and get out of here. But Again, going back to that whole, you know, when you get married, it's really the beginning. You know, a, a good marriage, a happy marriage, that, that takes that takes work. And, you know, that might be cliche to say, but it's true. Like, it, it requires, like you said, though, the asking those questions. It requires, you know, learning more about your spouse. And it's not just something that you can uh, um, just, uh, what's the phrase? You, you, can't, you can't just... Uh, phone it in. That's, that's the phrase. You can't phone in a marriage. You can't phone in caring for your spouse. You can't phone in, you know, trying to understand him or her. Yeah, it has to be real. I mean, your mom just starts some classes and I'm so excited. Okay, she started taking classes additional to her uh, nutritional uh, career because she's the support of what I do. And I'm excited. You know, she's spending learning. She has so many things, and I can wait to really ask her more about it. You know, because I have to know, because it's important to her, it has to be important to me, even if I'm not inclined. You know? She's quite good on recipes and putting nutrition together. Okay, that's not my expertise. Neither I'm good at it, neither I enjoy it. But since it's her thing, I really have to pay some attention. And I don't need, really need to know, you know, how the recipe goes together, but I can really try to understand why, you know, she's so much, you know, engaged in a journey to that. And that, that, that will bring excitement to my life and I can uh, increase, you know, my connection with her. So let's do all this and start doing it regardless of where you are. If uh, everybody that's listening, if it's difficult now, if it's, chaos at home, if uh, you have been unable to really deal with conflict uh, or there is uh, some toxic uh, communication uh, between you and your spouse, you still can do this. Just do it slowly with the little things and start incrementing. 